tonight we uh, begin the season of Lent, a season of reflection, reflecting on who we are, on our, uh, the ways that we have fallen short, on our mortality, and on who God is, and uh, the length that God has gone in order to rescue us. Uh, tonight we'll receive that sign of a cross made of ash, ashes burned from the palms uh, from last year's Palm Sunday. Uh, and as ashes, they are a sign of mortality, a sign of uh, the dust from which we were taken and the dust to which we will return. But they're in the shape of a cross, which is a sign of our salvation, of what God has done uh, to get to us. Probably uh, most of you, if you've seen the news today, are already aware, but there was a, a school shooting in Florida this afternoon. Um, last I saw, uh, they said 17 uh, were killed and uh, many more uh, wounded. So... As we are praying uh, tonight, that's especially heavy, uh, I know, for me and, and I'm sure for many of you as well. Um, it's appropriate, I think, that we gather tonight, um, especially even on a day uh, like today, uh, to hear the voice of our shepherd uh, and to be gathered into the sheepfold um, by, by Jesus. Our second reading comes from John 10. Jesus said, very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out, when he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him, because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him, because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as, the, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. 
For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Shepherd us, O God, from death into life. Amen. Brothers and sisters, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Yesterday, as I was preparing this sermon, what caught my attention was the coincidence of Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday. I mean, what a strange pairing of holidays. Valentine's Day is sold as a celebration of romantic love. It's a day that, in my view, is often about glossing over hard realities more than it is about looking at them head on, idealizing romantic relationships rather than acknowledging the difficulties that accompany the joys. Ash Wednesday, of course, is almost exactly the opposite. It's a profoundly countercultural gathering centering as it does on our mortality and our fallen nature. Yesterday, the strangeness of trying to observe both of these holidays at once struck me as funny, but today, after the events of this afternoon, that doesn't seem to carry the same weight. So instead, I'm going to let our reading open us up. Very truly, I tell you, Jesus says, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Right away, Jesus tells us something important about who we are and about the kind of world we live in. Right away, we see that we are sheep. Sheep are unable to do all that much for themselves. And we see that the world that we live in is no idyllic pastoral scene. We are not sheep simply enjoying the good life, grazing a bit here and there, sleeping when we feel like it, frolicking in the sun. No, we're sheep in a world full of enemies, a world where that thief, sin, and that bandit, death, seek to steal us away from the safety of the sheepfold. Of course, we don't really need to be told that, especially not on days like today. And if that were all Jesus had to tell us, well, this would be a fearful sermon indeed, but he goes on. I am the good shepherd, he says. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, that's not usually how shepherds operate, not even the good ones. I mean, shepherds look after sheep, of course, but only because that's where their livelihood comes from. A good shepherd, economically speaking, is one who makes a good living from his sheep, uh, caring for them appropriately in order to sell the wool or perhaps the meat. Dying for your sheep does not make you a good shepherd, at least not in the ordinary sense. But Jesus is not an ordinary shepherd, and he is not motivated by profit or by his livelihood, but by love, love for his sheep. I mentioned this on Sunday but our reading this evening is a continuation of the story of Jesus healing the man born blind. 
If you can think back to the end of our reading on Sunday, the Pharisees are protesting to Jesus that they're not spiritually blind, and Jesus confronts them with that surprising statement. He says, if you were blind, you would not have sin, but now that you say, we see, your sin remains. Well, then he immediately goes into our reading today, this extended speech that we hear this evening, and as he talks, it becomes clear that he is referring in part to his care for this man born blind, calling to him before he could see, seeking him out when the Pharisees had excommunicated him. Jesus was this man's shepherd, delivering this sheep from the thieves and the bandits so that this man could have life and have it abundantly. But as Jesus goes on, it also becomes clear that he's talking about more than just this man. And in fact, throughout the story of Jesus, we see his good shepherding again and again. He seeks out that woman uh, of Samaria, bringing other Samaritan sheep into his fold, along with the Jewish sheep he already has. He has the crowd of 5,000 sit down in a grassy place, And there he feeds them with an abundance of food. He calls the four days dead Lazarus out of his grave, rescuing this sheep from the pit of death. And on the night of his arrest, when the soldiers arrive to take him, this good shepherd does not run at the sight of the wolf, but he steps forward out of the garden, leaving his disciples safely behind him in the fold. And of course, his good shepherding doesn't end there. Even now, this very evening, Jesus Christ continues to be that good shepherd, protecting and caring for you, his beloved sheep. Because of this, even on a day like today, when evil and sin and death are unmistakable, we gather. We gather to face reality and to listen to the voice of our shepherd. For Ash Wednesday is indeed a solemn day, an acknowledgement of our fallen and sinful humanity, of our enslavement to death that results, but it's also a repentance, a turning to the shepherd who loves us so deeply that he laid down his life for us and now shepherds us from death into life. Because the only reason that we can spend our day looking squarely at our sin and our mortality rather than glossing over it and, uh, with romantic notions or idealized love is because we have a shepherd who calls us by name. And hearing him, we turn and follow because we know his voice. Now, daily in our lives, there's all sorts of voices saying all sorts of things. Some of those voices are within us. Some of them are outside of us. But when those voices don't line up with the voice of our shepherd, we turn our ears away from them to listen to our shepherd. For there's only one voice that is truly worth turning for. And there's only one love that overcomes death. And that voice and that love belong to your shepherd, Jesus Christ, who is even now seeking you out to keep you safe in his fold. So turn your ear to the voice of your Savior, and listen to the word that he has for you. Though you are wandering in the darkest valley, though the forces of the enemy seek to take your life, be not afraid, Jesus says, for I am with you. I love you, and you are mine. 
Amen.